The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and the Raiders had an opportunity to win the division and fell flat on their face. That and more here on show 482. Well, before I start the show, let me just tell you I have a cold and I'm not feeling pretty good. So I'm going to do the best for this show. And well, you'll just have to deal with this one because trust me, this is the last thing I want to be doing right now anyway. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the post game four. Yes, the Denver Broncos that took it to the Raiders. And I don't know where our team was. They certainly didn't show up on the field. There'll also be a pregame for the Texans. Why do we have to play them? Well, because we fell flat on our face in the really best, most meaningful game of the season. The Chargers might get a redeeming check from Stan Kroenke uh, of the L.A. Rams to keep them in San Diego. Lo and behold... Where does that leave the Raiders? We're going to hit on that as well. And the bone line will round it up and out. Because I'm feeling like El Crapo. Matter of fact, I could use as much prayer as I could possibly get. Please. All right, let's start this show off with this post game because it was very disturbing. It's going down for real. It's going down for real. And now, ready? No, me. It's, 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 it's going down. You know, the obvious was we didn't have Derek Carr, which was definitely a big hit on this team. You know, we saw what happened when the Colts played here. They totally left. The entire team deflated like a balloon full of holes. And there was a lackluster uh, ending of that game. And that seemed to follow this team all the way to Mile, I have to get high, stadium in Denver. Kind of hard to go 12-4 and four and you don't win your division. Doesn't happen very often in the NFL, but it happened to the 2016-17 Raiders. Football hour. I saw Bill Romanowski yesterday in the uh, parking lot at Comcast Sportsnet, so I got his thoughts. So I'll start with Lowe. <laughs> Lowe, your San Diego Chargers couldn't do us one favor, could they? My God. All they had to do was sack just, up and win that game. Just sack up and win it. I know. I, I was pulling for the Chargers, and I know a lot of Raiders fans were, but, Papa, it was it was still bad performance by our Raiders. I know yeah, we I love know. them. I know yeah. they're dear to our hearts. They got some talent. I understand the quarterback situation. But – you're in that locker room, and Bill Hotel, and you've been there, Papa, in a situation like this, and all you do is win, and you get a hat and a T-shirt, and it would say, <laughs> champs. Yeah. And and you everything was for the pickings. And I don't, I don't mind losing, but the way they lost, Papa, lack of tackling, mm-hmm. offense, lack of productivity on offense, <clears throat> it was just a bad game all the way around. Too big of a spot for them, to, to me, just to not show up like the way they did. 
Where's Bama this? was the worst time. Worst time to play their worst game. Yeah. Why, why were they so bad? Where, where was the sense of urgency? Where was the passion? Were they excited to play football that, that game? They, I, I didn't see a team that was excited to be there. I, I mean, are you, are you kidding me with that at stake? This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I, I think to their, their defense, a lot of the guys were sick. Uh, there was a, a flu going around in the building, and I think a lot of them were sick. I, I, but that's no excuse. You've got to play football. And I, I, Bill, they, they missed more tack. David Amerson on that first defensive series, My which God. I think set the tone for the whole. He missed three, three tackles, and then he grabs Benny Fowler's uh, face mask on. The, you get off the field on the third and two, and yeah. he gets called for a face mask. I mean, if you get a stop there right away, but just the sloppy tackling, Bill, because they tackled so well in beating the Colts on Christmas Eve. They tackled so well in San Diego. They've become a good tackling team. Why could they not tackle on New Year's Day in Denver? I don't get it. You know, tackling tackling is an attitude, is what, you know, sure. it's one thing George Seifert would always say to us. Tackling is an attitude. And when you're not tackling, you're not ready to play football. That's, what he, that, that's what he would say to us. And why weren't you ready? Yeah. So that's on the players. That's not on the coaches. You know, you can say all you want, and hey, you would have loved to have a you know a game plan that would have been you know. Hey, at the end of the day, you know, coaches coach. They put in a game plan, but that team that showed up, they took a big ass dump on Mile High Stadium. The <laughs> <laughs> manner of speaking, they did. They did. You know, there's a lot of issues. Like I said, Derek Carr, the McGloin experiment is plain for everyone to see. You know, I was hoping this young man could rise to the occasion. This is his opportunity. You know, you don't get these very often in life. It was his, and he left it on the ground, on the field, with his injured shoulder. I just knew he took too much time in the pocket. Uh, So did they. They blitzed the living daylights. They kept nine in the box all day long because Musgrave uh, obviously didn't think because – if it were me and I had the opportunity to throw the ball on first down, I would do it. We have nothing to freaking lose here. The play calling was vanilla. It was anemic. It was pathetic. And the defense was exactly the same as described. Anemic, didn't get to the quarterback. Heck, it looked like the Denver Broncos of last year with Peyton Manning. Unbelievable play by the Raiders. The one chance they had to get a bye week, some rest win the division for the first time in 13 seasons, and they leave this performance on the field, this Raider fan is disgusted with the lack of effort on all ends of the field. The offense, the defense, the special teams all were terrible. I don't know who this team was, but it was a far cry from the team I've seen most of this season. From bad play calling to bad clock management. I mean... I mean, here you got a quarterback that hasn't really seen much action and the coaching staff can't call a timeout before you get a delay of game, causing us to go from third and five to third and ten. I mean, what kind of staff do you have when it comes down to this kind of game? You should be prepared for these kind of things. Ridiculous, bad coaching. The run game was absent. The O-line was absent. Special teams was absent. 
I just, it was a disgusting game to watch. It was terrible. It was very painful. At no chance, at no point, other than the one touchdown that Connor Cook threw. And tell me, can someone please explain to me why we go for two points? Why would you go for two points when you need every point you can get? Take the one and try to get another touchdown. No, we went for two with a guy that's never done it before. That was another buffoonery of coaching. I'm telling you, I'm blown away at the ignorance of this coaching staff in this contest. I don't know what they prepared for. I certainly know they did not prepare to win, and that is the problem. We were on the most conservative play calling I have ever seen this team in a time when we had to just let it out, give this kid a chance to either throw a bunch of interceptions or make a play. But to have the ball run, 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 pass, run, run, pass the entire game uh, and sometimes run, 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 uh, pathetic. Poor coaching. And let me go on a rant on this, by the way. In a game when the Raiders had to have a win, with all these things that are going down, I would think that the coaching staff would be way more aggressive thinking that, well, we can get the ball, if we can get the passing game started, then we can open up the run game. That's what we needed to do. Hello? But instead, we continue to try to pound the rock to the tune of, I think our whole first half, we had 50 yards of offense. The whole first half. Absolutely disgusting performance. Far below anyone's expectations. A letdown is an understatement. And as far as this game goes, I'm putting it in the books. This is a coaching buffoonery game. We had the talent. These guys didn't coach, didn't get coached up enough. I don't know where their desire to win was, but it certainly wasn't there. And a game when we could have won our division and gotten a bye. Hello. This was the game to win. Not this next game against the Texans. Why could they not tackle on New Year's Day in Denver? I don't get it. You know, tackling tackling is an attitude is what, you know, sure. it's one thing George Seifert would always say to us. Tackling is an attitude. And when you're not tackling, you're not ready to play football. That's, what he, that, that's what he would say to us. And why weren't you ready? Yeah. So that's on the players. That's not on the coaches. You know, you can say all you want, and hey, you would have loved to have a you know a game plan that would have been you know. Hey, at the end of the day, you know, coaches coach. They put in a game plan, but that team that showed up, they took a big ass dump on Mile High Stadium. Nevada <laughs> <laughs> speaking, they did. They did. The game to win was the one we lost. Pathetic performance by the coaches. And on a on a note, side note, you know, let's not forget Del Rio in the past when he was head coach, he fired more assistants than any coach in NFL history. So let's just see how this plays out after this season. And as far as I'm concerned with this guest game, that's all I have to say about it. It was a, a disgusting performance by our team. Uh, probably one of the worst I've seen with so much on the line. All 
All right, let's do a pregame for the Texans, which we barely beat in Mexico. Can hardly wait for this contest. So, Oakland Raiders traveled to Houston, Texas to play the Texans with Brock, Brock Osweiler as their quarterback. He's been redeemed because uh, the Savage was knocked out in the last game. But I don't think it really matters as far as this team is concerned. Connor Cook will be our quarterback, which I'm kind of happy about because we've seen the McGloin experiment and we've seen enough of it. For that matter. Jack yesterday in his press conference, he just had a little kind of twinkle in his eye talking about Connor. He did. You know, you you could just kind of tell that, you know, it's almost like he was past Matt McGloin. The fact that Matt, you know, basically took a you know what in that game, he I he's done. I don't I don't think he'll ever show up again in a Raider uniform. I think I think Matt McGloin's done. I really like the Connor Cook uh, the style, the way he passes the ball. He stands tall in the pocket. He can see the field. He's got a nice spiral, and he's nice, got a nice ball. You know, I'm just embracing the opportunity. I'm going to go out there, um, have fun, you know, um, just let it, all, let it all hang out, and um, obviously prepare my butt off, you know, do, do what I've been doing all, all season long, and um, just go out there and have fun with my teammates. You know, you always have the nerves leading up to the game, and once you get out there and, and you have a couple snaps and you get hit, um, get knocked down, and you know, think all the stuff kind of goes away, and you start start to play ball. So, um, you know, obviously playing at Michigan State, um, we played in some big time games there. Um, we were fortunate enough to do that. So, um, I'm, I'm going to try and take whatever I you know did there, and, and you know, use it, you know, put it to use out, out there Sunday or Saturday. You know, I was nervous last week just being activated. You know, um, you know, being inactive all season long, and and finally knowing that I was one play away. You know, I was preparing like I was the guy. Um, so, you know, I was nervous going into the Denver game, you know, just like I am, you know, just like I'll have the nerves going into this game. So it's all the same. I talked to my quarterback coach from Michigan State last night, uh, Brad Salem, um, and then, you know, obviously Derek, uh, you know, talking to him, uh, just, you know, trying to encourage me, giving me all the confidence that I need heading into this game. You know, you, you see things like this happen a lot. You know, anything can, can happen, anything can change with the drop of a hat. So um, you just always got to be ready. And, um, you know, whether if it's out there on the practice field, getting mental reps, you know, putting yourself through it mentally, um, you know, to now actually getting reps, uh, you just got to approach it, you know, approach every single day like it's the same. You know, there's still so much to learn, um, so much for me to improve on, you know, watching, you know, Derek play, you know, watching Matt play, um, you know, they do a lot of things, you know, that, that I need to get better at. So, you know, watching them, you know, if they ever needed me, I think that, you know, I would be able to go in and contribute. I'm just going to go out there and make plays, you know, for my teammates. You know, I'm, I've never been the kind of rah-rah kind of guy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be vocal inside the huddle. You know, I'm going to communicate to my guys on the sideline and stuff like that. But um, I would just always go out there and just try and make plays and, and let the play, you know, speak for itself. Going to embrace it, this opportunity, um, give it everything I got, and um, go out there and have fun. Raiders rookie Connor Cook is expected to get the start against Houston. But what do we really know mm-hmm. about Connor Cook? Let's dig in, guys. He was drafted in the fourth round out of Michigan State. He yeah. set the school wins record with 34 wins as a starter week 17. He came in in relief of Matt McGloin, who, of course, injured his shoulder. And it was Cook's first action of the year. Keynote here, no player in the Super Bowl era has ever made his first career start in the playoffs. Cool. He's a winner. 
He's first. He's expected to be the first. He put up 150 yards, a touchdown, and an interception on the Denver Broncos, which I thought was pretty impressive. But, right. Kyle, what do yeah. you know about Connor Cook? Well, you mentioned some of those wins in college. They're big wins. Too. I love college football. I, I, and maybe if you're watching home, you don't watch a lot of college football at college. It's amateur. You only need one foot in for toe drag swag. Forget that. Get out of here. But it's all we got on Connor Cook. So come with me on a journey, you guys. Connor Cook, come to find out, is a big game quarterback. Starts all the way in 2012. Comes off the bench to win the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Beats TCU. It's a nice start. Just getting warmed up. 2013, Big Ten title game. This is in Lucas Oil Stadium, NFL Stadium. Gus Johnson, Charles Davis on the call, Schrager. He beats the Buckeyes. He's the MVP. It's Carl beats Carlos Hyde, beats Braxton Miller, right? Two for two. 2014 Rose Bowl, and now he's getting warmed up. Playing Stanford, again, in their home state, he's the MVP of that. These are the big games of the season. 2015 Cotton Bowl, Jerry World, all right? Yeah. Biggest stadium we got. He beats Baylor again in their home state, puts up 42 points, playing, outplaying them in Jerry World Big Lights. Now, 2015 Big Ten title game. This keeps going and going. This guy's going to start his first game. He did all this in college. He beats Iowa. Guess what? He's the MVP again. Really? And then the grand finale, you're in the college football playoff against Alabama. Nick Saban, and he beats, no, he loses no. 38 to nothing. That was a bad <laughs> one. It's a bad one. Somehow he is the seventh quarterback taken in the draft. How did that happen? Yeah, and, and you what know, happened? Here's, here's the deal. So he had a shoulder injury in that game, so he goes down with an injury. He didn't really throw with the pre-draft stuff. And there was a lot of talk throughout the season. Connor Cook's going to be the first quarterback taken before Jared Goff, before Carson Wentz. And what happened was during the pre-draft process, he didn't interview great. You know, his workouts didn't go ex exactly perfectly as planned. And then his father was tweeting things. His father was playing a role in this kind of stuff. And people were like, hey, you know, what is up with his dad? What does that mean he didn't interview right? Well, he, every quarterback has to go and meet with these teams. Right. So Connor Dak Prescott walks in these rooms and Jared Coughlin, you, you're prepared, you're ready to go. Connor Cook might not have given off the greatest impression on these teams if he was ready to be an NFL starting quarterback. That said, Kyle's right. No quarterback in last year's draft had more big game experience, had more hype throughout his college career. I mean, Connor Cook was the anointed guy. He was the Andrew Luck going into last season, and he fell all the way down. Now, you know, uh, Romeo, Romeo, oh, where far art thou, Romeo, is going to bring the kitchen sink on this young quarterback, that I know for sure. All right, if it's Connor Cook, this is a different deal that the world knows he's going to play. So, low, just the Romeo Cronell. I mean, this guy's been scheming it up. You love Wade Blitz. Phillips. Romeo's right there. How do <laughs> you deal? Well, I mean, <laughs> from all angles. How does, how does he deal with it? Cloudy, here how he comes. Right, they're going to bless him. Blitz. Max, protect. Get it to Cooper. Get it out. Blitz. What the hell do we do? Here comes Cloudy. You hear Bill. We know they're going to blitz. <laughs> they don't have to blitz. They have Cloudy and Will Fork and Merciless. They they're going to blitz. We know they're going to blitz. I, I so turn. now that we know they're going to blitz, how do we stop them from blitzing? How do you play this game with a rookie quarterback I, against a veteran D coordinator like this guy? I slide everything left. I make all my protections slide to the left because I, what I want to do is I want I want my quarterback to see where the pressure is coming from. I want to make sure that he's protected on the backside and let the let the let the pressure come in his face. So you know if you slide the protection, you know that your mic's taken care of, your backside wheels taken care of, your outside your backside corners taken care of. So no matter what, if you slide that protection, Bill, and you turn it left, yeah. that's his backside, and now he can see the pressure. And you got to win one on one, and you got to make sure you got guys getting off the ball. What kind that's of, what I would do. What kind of legs does Connor have? 
Can he move? Decent, decent, can he move decent. a little bit? It's all right. Get him. Got to get He's him out of the pocket. It's quicker to me. He's going to be blitzed heavy and often throughout this contest. This Texas team is not an easy win by any stretch of the imagination. And if they don't coach correctly, and I mean let Connor Cook go out there and make his mistakes. Let him throw the ball. Let him see if he can make these passes because without him doing that, we got no chance. We got no chance. Their defense is stout. It's like number two in the league. We have to take chances if we want to win this game, not play that lame, lame, uh, muskrat, conservative offense. It just can't happen. And as far as the defense goes, if we don't get pressure on Brock like we did before, if we get pressure on him, he's going to fold up. But the other side of it is Brock Osweiler. And I was watching back the game against Jacksonville this morning when they pulled him. He threw one pick where he threw it high. His second pick, he got pressure. He stepped up and he threw it short. And the linebacker dropped and picked it. And when he, got, when he threw that second pick, they booed him off the field. The, the crowd there in Houston just went like he was Brian Hoyer. They were all over him. So O'Brien pulls him, and they bring the backup in, Tom Savage, and the crowd goes nuts. They're cheering like he's, you know, Tom Peyton Brady. Manning or something. Right. Like, what do you So just the, the, th- the other side of it is we're worried about Connor Cook. If things go sideways for Osweiler early in this game, this home crowd could turn on him. But if we don't get pressure on Brock, it's going to be another long day for Oakland and a look at next year. I mean, that's what I'm seeing. I'm furious we didn't win last game. I'm furious we have to play this game. Uh, and I did not like the coaching at all in the last contest, and I hope there's an improvement in this game. Statistically, as far as yards allowed, this is the best defense in pro football. So how do you score on these guys? Because with Derek at quarterback – you didn't score much going to the fourth quarter. You wind up going off on them. So how do you score in this playoff game on them? Yeah, we got to be able to run the football. This is not one where we're going to get big plays. This is going to be a ball control kind of game. And I said it before, it's going to be power running game. Get them under center. Play action pass. Screens. Maybe some boots. you got to change it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah you do. And it's going to come down to two pops. Can't turn the ball over. This is going to be a field position game. It's going to come down to Leckler and, you know, the King. And make sure Marquette King and, and Leckler, the punter, two guys are going to be battling for field position. And you got to, you got to dink, dink, dunk, play the field position game with this Denver, with this Texan team and make them blink. Their quarterback will throw you a pick. He'll hold on to the ball. Going to have some chances too. It's just going to have to play. They're going to have to play mistake free football if they want to be in this game. The beauty of the Raider offense is their balance. You know, they're number five in rushing, number six in passing, and two or three in scoring. So when you go into a game against them, you don't know what you're going to get. And Derek's going to check based on your safety rotation. If it's too high, he's running it. If you're in the box, he's going to throw it and go against your man. So talk about why they could not run the ball in Denver on New Year's Day where they bludgeoned that team for over 200 yards. Murray had 114, three touchdowns himself. Losing the quarterback and his special talent and his mind to check the runs and flip the runs, how does that change the running game, not having Derek Carr? It changes a little bit, but at the same sense, you got to realize running the ball is an attitude. 
bottom line is attitude. How many times that you as a Raiders and you'd come and you'd be looking at me and LT be hating him, LT, and you guys had eight, nine, ten, you guys even put the refs in the box, and LT still get to the first level and make somebody miss and miss. That's what great running backs do. That's what, but you got to get them past the line of scrimmage. And I didn't see the push up front. So when you're talking about having nine guys in the box, you see, come on, you've seen Adrian Peterson, you've seen LT, you see certain running backs with eight, nine guys in the box. It doesn't matter because it is that type of, that type of athletes. But the one, two wasn't there. And I was just surprised that they knew that this much was at stake, like you're alluding to. And how much does it change the quarterback? We get it. Carr is way better than than the quarterbacks they have. We get that. But you still have to find a way to make games manageable and still come out. Uh, the offensive line have to put on the big boy pads and say, we don't no matter what, we're going to get you to that second level. Because if you get to the second level, that's four or five yards, even if the safety's in the box. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, you put an extra safety in the box, the running back, he's got to make one person miss. Hey, you would, you'd love to run against a seven-man box all the time. It would be great because you always got an extra man. But when you got an eighth man in the box, that How about runner, a ninth man. Hey, it's orange it, jerseys it, everywhere. It, it doesn't matter. You got to make one guy miss. Yeah, because you don't so have so, so. You, you don't have all those guys to one side. So they'll maybe there'll be an extra guy on the right, an extra guy on the left. You got to make one of them miss. I truly think Del Rio is going to get ready to cut one of these guys, Luke. Either Ken Norton or Bill Musgrave will be on the streets by a, in a month, I'm thinking. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, it's just an opinion. But that's what I think. We can beat the Texans if we go in there and be aggressive and throw caution to the wind and do just the, the best we can do. But if these guys aren't ready to play, if they're not wound up and ready to play a playoff game, then we'll see exactly what we saw last week in that pathetic effort uh, from our team. Very disheartening for this Raider fan, and that is all I have to say about that. So let's press the reset button and try to figure out what the Raiders have to do to win this game. These are the five things that the Raiders must do to beat the Houston Texans coming up here on what I think is a huge wild card week. First off, the kicking game. How in God's name did Janikowski not attempt the field goal? How did that happen? I go to high school games every Friday night. My son plays high school. They don't kick field goals because they want to score. In the NFL with Sebastian Janikowski, all you have to do is get him to the 35-yard line. That's it. You don't got to get in the red zone. You don't got to get to the 5, the 8-yard line. All you got to do with Janikowski is get him to the 30, 32, 33, and it's automatic. This season, he's 10 of 11 between 40 and 49 yards. He's 6 of 6 from 30 to 39. He plays against Denver and doesn't have an attempt, doesn't have an extra point, doesn't have a field goal. I cannot fathom that. The easiest thing to do, I got five points I'm going to make, my five. The easiest is to get Janikowski 12 points. That's it. You get him two extra points on touchdowns, and you go out there and you get him three to four field goals. That's it. The Raiders cannot win this game unless Janikowski has at least three field goals most likely to win. That's not, that's not, they can lose the game with him having three. Janikowski is an X factor in this game. 
Janikowski's on this team, in this organization for life, to kick field goals in the playoffs. Do we all agree? Not to kick him in Napa at practice. He's a legend. He's a great player. Get Janikowski in field goal range. Take the three. Don't worry about the touchdown. Get your threes with Janikowski. Janikowski having a big day at number five. At number four, to beat the Texans, you got to run, but you got to run differently in this game. You got to run downhill. The Raiders right now are the third team left, ranked three in the entire postseason in rushing at 120 yards a game. Now, if you look at that number, it's not bad. Buffalo was number one, they're out. Tennessee was number three, they're out. The 49ers were number four, they're out. The only team left, Atlanta's identical, same number. Dallas is running the ball for 164.4 yards a game. Now, I want to make that point. They're running it for almost 165. The Raiders are running it for 120. Do not compare this offensive line to the Dallas Cowboys if the Raiders can't run it for 150 yards in this game. Everybody knows that's the game plan. They're going to run the ball. They're going to have more attempts in this game. They need 150. Their average is 120. This is an average. We're in the playoffs now. Numbers got to go up in the playoffs. So the Raiders have got to go from 120.1 yards a game to 150 if they're going to beat the Texans in this game. Run it right at them. Texans are good. They have the number one net yard defense in football. They are good. Too bad. Run it down their throat and run it right at Clowney. Let's see these pro bowlers have a big game. Jack Del Rio knows that. They had, a, they had an awful game in their last game. 15 attempts for 57 yards against Denver in a game for the two-seed. Del Rio's furious. We didn't run it the way we need to run it. And uh, to me, we didn't run it enough. I mean, Latavius ends up with five carries. How's that happen? You know, we didn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a great uh, job of executing, you know, by the Oakland Raiders. So, you know, that's, that's what it is. You know, we own up to it. And, uh, you know, we're going we're to put it behind us as quick as possible and move forward. That's the first time that I've seen Coach Del Rio kind of get a little snippy at the play calling. How does Latavius get five carries in a game like that? What do you think is going on in those meeting rooms today? They're talking about running the ball. At number three, this is what the Raiders have to do to win. Connor Cook. And obviously the new image is up at 95-7 the game. The captain ship, Captain Cook, with me in the perch at the top with the telescope trying to lead Cook to a victory. All right, here's the deal. We know he's a rookie. He's going to make history when he starts. He'll be the first rookie to ever start a playoff game. The key is what we should be debating. Do you make it simple for him or do you let him loose? I'm more towards leaning to letting it loose, and here's why. He's got a big arm, and he's got receivers who can go deep, correct? Crabtree and Cooper are deep threats. I think that the passing, the passing, the pass blocking could keep Houston at bay long enough for Cook to throw it 45 to 50 yards in the air. If he gets intercepted, it's like a punt. I don't want to see any throws behind the line of scrimmage. I don't need to see bubble screens. I don't need to see him throwing sideways to the sideline. Have Cooper and Crabtree run in and out routes of 10 to 15 yards and take a shot. But don't play scared with Cook. You wanted him desperately in the draft. You made a bold move to get him. Let the kid play. 
Let him play. Don't be scared going into a game of this magnitude. Connor Cook, let him play. If he loses, we'll deal with it. If he throws a couple of deep bombs, he'll get a penalty flag, pass interference, and he'll throw one deep for a touchdown. The second thing the Raiders need to do, number two overall to win this game, coaching. They cannot get out-coached. They cannot be out-coached in this contest. Romeo Cornell and Bill O'Brien. They cannot out-coach Jack Del Rio, Ken Norton Jr., and Bill Musgrave. They were out-coached in Denver against Wade Phillips and Gary Kubiak. They were out-coached in a high-profile game this year against Andy Reid. They cannot be out-coached in this game. I have tremendous confidence. On a scale of 1 to 10, I have a 10 that Jack Del Rio and his staff are laser-focused. Laser-focused on this game. They will not get out-coached. They'll have a better game plan because of the confusion in Houston on the offensive side. They've got to coach their best game of the year. The preparation's got to be amazing. And one other thing. They got to be loud and they got to be motivated and they got to get in the face of these players. I want to see Ken Norton Jr. grab a face mask. I want to see Del Rio take his headset off and get in someone's face in the second quarter. No more teaching now. Teaching's done. This isn't the classroom. This is the battlefield. Get out there, coach them up, but get in their face and highly motivate them. And finally, the fifth big important thing that the Raiders need to do, let Mac hunt. Mac's got to have a monster game. He's already had a monster career against Brock Osweiler. He's got to come after him, come after him, come after him. He's never played in a playoff game. He is a future Hall of Famer. Someday he'll be in the Hall of Fame with Ray Nitschke, Deacon Jones, Lawrence Taylor, Ronnie Lott, and he'll have a resume in Canton, Ohio when he goes into the Hall of Fame. If he played on this team for the last 14 years, he wouldn't even have a playoff win. This is Mac's first game. Stars have to play like stars in playoff games. Houston has the 29th ranked offense in football. 29th. They are 28th in scoring at 17.4 points a game. The Raiders are 7th at 26. The only teams in football that score less than Houston are the Jets and Cleveland. So the defense has got to show up and they got to be led by Mack. I'm looking at a superstar here. I'm looking at one of the most unique players that I've seen with my own eyes. Live at games. He is a freak. Free him up. Move him around and let him to go. Let him go have a big play. Let him do what he's done all year long. Alex Smith, first and ten Chiefs on their 24. Alex looks right. Max Ball got hit from behind. It's a strip sack. The ball's free on the Chiefs 18 yard line. Khalil Mack ran the loop again. Lincoln got him from behind and just knocked the ball away. It is free, and the Raiders have taken over again. Those are the five things the Raiders need to do to win at the Houston Texans in the first round of the wild card weekend. If they win this game, you know, see how the other games go. We may be going off to New England the next week for a Saturday night game. Same time slot as the Tuck game. Won't that be fun? So what do you think? Are we going to Foxborough? Or does the season end in Houston, Texas? I think it's going to come down to our offensive line. 
if our offensive line can play lights out because they got to keep the young rook clean and we got to be able to run the football and then our defense has to show up. Well, unfortunately, uh oh, I'm not feeling Uh-oh. good. I'm not I'm, feeling I'm good. They're gonna lose. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. Cause my back off. Hey, 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 you're your charger at heart. He's judging. You're a charger. You've always been a charger. Kill him. Judge him. Marty, where's Marty? Osweiler's not winning this game. Osweiler's not winning it. Roddy, let's talk new stadiums. For San Diego? Really? Yes, really. The ownership of the San Diego Chargers and the NFL owners are taking a break from the possibility of the Chargers moving to Los Angeles. Evidently, Stan, I have too much money for my own mind, Cronky, doesn't want to share the Los Angeles market with either the Raiders or the Chargers. Now, since the Chargers are first in line, Stan has got his checkbook hot in hand ready to cut a check to the Chargers for millions of dollars, or like a couple hundred million, to keep them out of the L.A. market and keep them right there in San Diego. The owners are coming up with a rush to to details and trying to get this thing put together like they're working on a real important project. What about Oakland? All you can hear is crickets from the NFL. It is very unnerving the disrespect that this organization gets from these owners, the ownership of the NFL, the fans. We just get the hose every time when it comes down to these kind of issues. It flips me out. The Chargers got nowhere to go. They got no they got more money than Mark by ten times, yet the owners are kowtowing to Stan Kroenke and, of course, the ownership of the, of the Bolts to try to make sure that they can put a stadium in San Diego. And that means to this Raider fan that the Vegas deal is a done project, folks. The Raiders are moving to Vegas. There's no doubt in my mind. It's not even a consideration in this particular article. Nothing was said about the Raiders because I know the ownership They see that big, big dollar sign there in Vegas, and they're going to go for it. Whatever, as far as I'm concerned, he can take his team and take it anywhere. It's not going to change my opinion of my team. Uh, Of the NFL, it'll change a little bit, and also of the ownership of our team as well. Uh, What can I say? Uh, I like the Oakland Raiders to stay here, but it looks like they will be leaving, uh, if I can read the tea leaves correctly here. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, let's get to the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 
1-800-620-7181. Call in, please, and let me know that I'm not the only one thinking these things because, honestly, it's kind of disappointing just for me. What's up, Raider Nation? Who's on the bone line? And our first caller from Virginia Beach, it's Raider Sean. He's in the house. What you got for us, bro? What's up, Raider Greg? Raider Sean here from Virginia Beach. Uh, you know, I got to be honest. I was a little, um, I was a little excited this week coming into this game. I thought we could come in, get to get to Mile High Stadium, and take out the the the, the Broncos. I, I really thought we could, but now after that disaster. You know, I got to say, man, it ain't looking good. And it's like a ton of bricks just fell on me. Fell on all Raider Nation. So, uh, you know, and I don't think that any different officiating could help the outcome of the game. But these refs miss that thug Khalid ripping off Crabtree's chain. They miss a a blatant helmet-to-helmet. I mean, come on, man, tighten up. You know, you're you're officiating an important game at the end of the season. For a lot to be on the line and having these amateurs out there, that's just pathetic. So I think, if anything, that this makes the case for Derek Carr's MVP because without our Christian leader out there, uh, we got stopped, quite frankly. And um, that is the difference. And he is he means that much to that team, and he means that much to Raider Nation. I'm out. That was very well said, bro. I like the call. Uh, Tlaib, I wish we had him on our team. He's a Raider. He plays like a Raider. Uh, he is a punk, but he plays very hard. He's a great player. I wish they'd cut him. Uh, I would certainly have him on our team, but that was classless. Uh, certainly something the refs should have picked up on, but we got to be able to win that game. That's how you put that stuff to bed, is by beating the other team. We sucked. And our next caller is Nebraska Raider. Can't wait to hear this one, bro. What do you got? Raider Gray. Raider Randy, this is Nebraska Raider calling in. Just got done watching the game against the Broncos. Uh... You know, I was hoping Glorin would come in and and make some throws that, uh, or at least manage the game like Alex Smith does, and um, you know just come out with the win, or you know hopefully you know just show some show some uh, confidence in uh, his play. But evidently, you know, he got hurt and he went out, obviously, and Cook stepped in. I thought he was all right, but I think that might be. I think I think that might. Uh, have something to do with how the defense was playing, being down so much, um, or how Denver's defense was playing with us being down so much, and you know just kind of playing off and letting the letting the under stuff go and whatnot. But uh, Cook made some good good throws. I think you know I still think he's trade bait, and uh, I think McGloin really had an opportunity to go out there and and uh, plan himself. Um, Especially being in his last year, I think I, in his contract, I think with us, and uh, try to you know make some money like uh, Matt Flynn did with uh, with uh, Green Bay, and he went to Seattle and ended up with us, and he just sucked. But um, so I think uh, McGoin really kind of 
had the passion to do what he needed to do, but he just couldn't do it. So anyway, with that being said, um, San Diego lost, of course, Phyllis Rivers, uh, Crimea River, right? Um, obviously, they lost to Kansas City, and so we will be playing Houston next week. In Houston, we beat them already. That was with Carr, so we will see what we can do um, against them in, in this game. I think, uh, you know, we, we probably should stick with the run, as we should have in this game, and... Uh, and, you know, just not uh, – I know they're going to be stacking the box, but what else are you going to do? you got a rookie quarterback in there. So, just kind of – it's been a great season, guys. And I'll call back after after the Houston game and whatnot, and we'll see we'll see how that turns out. But, anyway, I, um, you know, just God bless everybody and in the Raider Nation and throughout the, throughout the nation and the world, man. And uh, just pray that everybody's, uh, you know – has a great has a great uh has a great 2017 and uh you'll be hearing from me and love you guys all right Raider Nation just win baby love you yeah McGloin showed who he was he won't be here next year Connor Cook he's gonna show us what he has he might not be here next year either he might be traded but I don't want us to run the ball folks we can't run the ball it's it's what we can do after we establish a passing game. They expect us to run the ball. We must let Connor Cook make the mistakes. we got to give that kid a chance to throw the football so that they back those guys out of the box. Or we're not winning jack. And our defense got to come and play. I don't have very much hope for this game, as you can tell. But if they don't go out all aggressive, then we might as well pack our bags this week. Thanks for the call. And our next caller from Baltimore, Maryland, Tim Rada, is in the house. What you got for us, brother? What's up, Raider Nation? This is first-time caller, Tim Raider from Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, man, this is hurting. What a, what a terrible way to end the season. Let me take that back. This is we're not ending the season yet. I'm not giving up hope yet. But man, what a terrible day this was. Everything that could have went wrong for us went wrong for us. Man, Kansas City didn't help us out. Oh, we shot ourselves in the foot. We ran the ball sixteen times. 16 times, man, we ran the ball. No one, our quarterback is hurt. I guess we were hoping to take him by surprise, but we beat them last time not taking them by surprise. We ran the same play probably 20 times in the game, running the ball down their throats. No surprise. They knew we were going to run, and they couldn't stop it. And this time, I guess we decided to take him by surprise and pass the ball every play with our backup quarterback. Oh, McGloin, I was pulling for you, buddy. And I'm not giving up hope. I, I, I don't know if you're getting a start next week or if it's going to be Connor Cook. But honestly, Connor Cook looked better today, man. 
Connor Cook, at least he connected. He connected. Oh, this is brutal, man. I was pulling for you, Matt McGloin. Now we got Houston next week. I'm optimistic. That that's, I think that's a good matchup for us. Obviously, we played them already in Mexico. But, man, this is big. This would have been a big day for us to get that by. That would have been a big help for us. But, man, what a season. What a season we had. I, I was hoping we were going to we were going to just get over 500 and we, we did way better than that, man. We, we are a good football team and we are going to get better. And Derek Carr sounds like the injury wasn't that bad. And so that shouldn't be any, any detriment to his career. We've got nothing but good things to look forward to. And I'm not giving up hope. Let's win the Super Bowl, Raider nation. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, well, the reason we only ran the ball 16 times is because Denver got up on us so fast in the first quarter that we had to play from behind. And that's how they like to play. They throw their defense out at you, and and if they're even a touchdown ahead, they're going to get to you and come after that quarterback like they did. Um, It was a horribly horribly called game for the coaching staff. Uh, Defense, offense, special teams, it sucked. And I am happy we got this far. I'm not happy we don't have our quarterback. So we, I'm looking at next year, folks. Not to be negative Nancy or, you know, poo-hooing the fact that we could win. I, I just don't see a complete team here. I don't see a complete team effort here. That was the game to win. If you're going to get up for any game, that was the game. Not the Texans. So whatever happens, happens. I hope we get some better play calling on both sides of the ball and effort as well. Thank you for the call, bro. And our next caller out of Arizona, Raider Gabriel's in the house. What you got for us, brother? Uh, hey, what's up, Bowline? Uh, hey, what's up, Raider Greg? Uh, this is Gabriel out uh, here in uh, in Arizona. Um, you know, I usually call every year, but you know, I'm a bit kind of busy anyway. I just want to say, uh, you know, this game was kind of really, uh, I don't know. It is what it is. But, hey, I had us uh, not really going to the playoffs this year. That's what my first take was. I thought we were going to make it next year. But, hey, uh, how it looks, I don't know. We we just got to deal with it. But, um, I don't know. I, I kind of want to blame a little piece on the on the, on the – on the turf, you know, um, I mean, maybe Donald Penn, if we, we had a better stadium and I don't want them to move to Vegas either, but, um, you know, I, I guess, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really just disappointed, but I just hope we get this, uh, win against Houston and, and then see what happens. But, um, I hope they, they stay in Oakland. And like I said, it is usually every year I call in and I'm, Past. and I'm not uh, this year I'm just satisfied with what we're doing and uh I'm not gonna lie you know about three four years ago I was calling for uh Reggie McKenzie's head and uh what did I say you know, I don't know I mean he did a real good job and you know I can't can't deny what him and uh him and Del Rio are doing you know so um anyway Go Raiders. We got this. Whoop some ass in Houston. 
we win or lose, I, I, I don't know. I just love this team. And uh, go Cook. I'm kind of a little disappointed in the game, but it is what it is. And till, till it goes to the end. Anyway, uh, that's about it. I'm just don't, I'm mixed motions right now. But anyway, go Raiders. Bye. You know, it's funny, bro, because that's how everybody sounds. We all sound the same way. We're kind of disheveled. We want us to win, but, you know, we're not sure. Doesn't look solid. Doesn't look promising. Of course we want to win. But, um, yeah, there's some stuff that needs to get fixed here. I, too, is on Reggie's ass. And I am definitely off of it. I don't know about licking anything, but I certainly think he's done a great job. And i got to give him kudos for that, bro. Thank you for the call. We'll see where we end up. And our next caller from North Carolina, Raider Ruben, is in the house. What's up, brother? Good morning, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation News Ruben from North Carolina calling in. Uh, tough loss as they potentially lose the blowing. Now uh, we're having to go into the playoffs with a true rookie quarterback. Um, I think Ryan Cook's got the tools to pretty be a pretty good quarterback in the league someday, but man, it is not the way to come in. Um, tough loss yesterday. I want to put that loss squarely on Musgrave and Del Rio. Um, you know, we're going into that game, going against a defense that ranks 29th against the pass. You know, a game a team that earlier in the season where the Raiders ran for close to 200 yards, if not 200 yards, I can't remember the exact number, but I don't understand why Why not, you know? Why not protect McGloin and uh, run the ball? I mean, I didn't see too many carries from our running backs. Um, a lot of screen passes and a lot of passes that McGloin didn't have really much time to throw on. Uh, the protection was lackluster. I, I, I don't think he got the protection that Carr usually would get would receive from the offensive line, but I really don't want to put it on those guys. Those guys have been working hard all season long, and I'm not going to dog them just for one game. But, um, man, tough. You know, I know a lot of people are, are agreeing with Mark Davis when um, Derek Carr broke his leg, and you can see Mark Davis sitting in his owner's suite and mouthing the cameras and seeing, you know, seeing him saying, you know, you don't run. Or you don't pass when you're up 19. Well, that's all, that's all good in you know hindsight 2020. But yeah, think about it. Also, you try to build momentum. Um, the offense hasn't been really clicking these last few games, and you just want to build some type of momentum going to the playoffs. So yeah, he passed on that on that uh, situation. You know, you can go back and look at all the different things that happened up to that point. You know, intentional grounding and. Donald Payne giving up his first sack all season long, or Derek Carr, you know, being the competitor that he is, instead of just going down and taking a sack, he's sitting there trying to keep the play alive and resulting in leg getting broken. So, you know, you really can't sit there and think and dwell on that. You know, you got to keep on moving along. And, um, looks like Derek Carr's not there. You can tell the team is not the same, especially on offense. It's not right, but again, you know, you're going up against a team that's ranked 29th in the league, 
against the run. You keep feeding that rock. And there was a couple plays where it seemed like, you know, they're having success there. And I just don't understand. You know, you go down 17-0 or 10-0, and I, I don't know. I, really, I, I can't explain it. Maybe they're, you know, putting eight, nine in the box, but still, I mean, you got you got a game plan around, you know, your strength. And you can't let the other team's defense expose the weakness. The quarterback yesterday was definitely a weakness of ours yesterday. Um, I'm not squarely going to put, put that on defense. Defense was out there on the field way too long yesterday. And, you know, you see the results. You know, we got blown out. But... You know, and at loss, we lost the number two seed, and now Raiders got to travel to Houston to play a, a playoff game. But it's going to be tough, you know. Um, hopefully, Connor Cook has a great week in practice. What's great to go real, come up with some type of plan to get this team off in, in, in the right direction so that we at least pull out one win in the playoffs, you know, one win at a time. That's what I say. And hopefully we can pull it out against Texas on Tuesday, Saturday, so now which we schedule yet, but hopefully we can pull it out on this wild card game. Well great to Greg, uh, I hope you had a good new year. Um I know it sucks for all of Ready Nation we're hoping for that win, but I hope everybody stays safe and we're able to spend time with those friends and loved ones. Um I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. That was a great call, brother. Thank you for the call. And you see the sentiment that you're saying and how you're saying it, everybody that's called in has the same kind of reaction. We expected more. We got less. We're going to another game with the Texans, and we're not expecting much. Uh, That's what I'm hearing from everyone here. I'd love to see a win, too, but I ain't going to put any money in that bucket. That is for sure. Thanks for the call, brother. Uh, We ran the ball 16 times. That's all I have to say. Coaching sucked. And our next call is from Bellingham, Washington. The 360 Raiders in the house. What's going on, brother? What is going on, Raider Nation? 360 Raider checking in from a frigid and cold Bellingham, Washington. It is the day after the last regular season game. And some things I took from the game against the Denver Broncos. One, uh, without Derek Carr, we do have trouble. Uh, I know football is a team game, and it's not all about one person, but it just it just shows you that the quarterback is a very important position to have a lot of depth at. Uh, I wasn't expecting for Matt McGloin to also go down, but things looked okay with Connor Cook. I mean, granted, uh, there's a lot of pressure on him. The guy's carrying the weight of the shoulder or the weight of the world on his shoulders with having to have to win a game on the road to wrap up the division, uh, that's a tall order for anybody to take. But I have not lost faith. <laughs> I really believe that 
we got a legitimate shot. Uh, it's a brand new season, and it's a four-game season. And granted, uh, you got to go one and zero every week. Houston, we have a chance. Okay, we beat them once in the regular season. Now, granted, it was with Carr, but they don't have they don't they, they don't have a quarterback. Brock Ice Brock Iceweiler, he doesn't have a any playoff experience. McLaurin and Cook don't have any playoff experience, but we got some guys in the defense that have been on championship teams that have won championships and that are playoff that are playoff caliber players. We got a good shot. We have a really good shot on the road and to really turn some heads. Am I saying we're gonna go all the way and win it all? I don't know, but we gotta go one game at a time. I'm not losing faith. I'm not losing, uh, not going to lose any respect for this team. I love this team. I think we got a good shot. It's been a great season. Even if we don't get it done, uh, we made huge strides. But I got, I got faith in the team. I got faith in the coaches. I feel that they're going to have us prepared. And we're going to do, we're going to do well. If that means we don't win, okay, then we still did well. We still played beyond anyone's expectations, and that's a positive thing going into the off season and into next year's campaign. We finally put the NFL on notice. One more rant that I have is achieve to lead is punk. Take that guy. I'm glad that Crabtree kept was cool about himself and then bet that guy in the face. Um, to go and rip a man's chain off of his neck, dude, what kind of a thug are you, bro? You know, get your head on right, Tlaib. I, I'm surprised that they didn't throw him out of the game. They didn't flag him. But then again, should I be surprised? No. It's, uh, you know, it's not a Raider that did it. It's somebody else that did it. But anyways, that's all I got to say. Go Raiders. Excited. We're back in the playoffs. It's a brand new, it's a brand new season, man. Just got to go 1-0 four times. And I think we got a good shot. I, I definitely believe we got a good shot this weekend against Houston. With that said, I am out. The 3-6-0 Raider. Love the phone call, bro. Love the take on Tlaib. I wish he was a Raider. And it's not against the rules to rip someone's chain off, believe it or not. He wasn't going to get a fine or nothing for that because it's not in the NFL rule book, bro. Believe it or not. You know those long locks of hair? That's another thing players grab and pull players to the ground to with their hair. So that's also not against the rules. So, you know what? We just got to rise above it. I'm pissed we lost that game. I'm not, I'm not feeling a lot of confidence in this next game. I know it sounds good to be that way, but we don't have a team. It seems like the heart of our team has been torn out. So I'm okay with next year. I'm okay with next season. I'm all right with doing this all over again and going into the postseason fully armed and ready to fight. Love the call, bro. Thank you. And our next caller from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Raider Kegs is in the house. 
What you got for us, bro? What up, Raider Nation? Hey, this is Raider Kegs calling from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Woo! Hey, we are in the playoffs. I know everybody's not feeling so good about our team right now. We lost our we lost car. It is a fact we came out, we got behind the going, didn't go so well. That's all right. We have to believe in this team. We got to stay positive. We have to grind. It is what it is. Now we still got a great team. We play the Texans in the playoffs. All right? We got to start believing in this team. I know we don't have a quarterback, but that's something we have to adapt to. It is what it is, like I said. So I say we just start and believe. All right? But why not take a rookie quarterback who's never played, give him something, as long as he's accurate, keep it simple, get this team riled up and get behind it. Stop quitting on this team, Raider Nation. That's not what we do. By any means, just win, baby. Red kegs. Believe. I'm out. First of all, thanks for the call, brother. And it's good to have a positive call in here because that's certainly not the way I feel, honestly, if you haven't gotten it by now. Uh, I believe that our opportunity has come and gone with that first loss. And we will go to a playoff game. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm going to root for our team, of course. I'm not going to be all negative about it. But, uh, bro, you can't go into an ass-kicking contest with one leg. It doesn't work well. You have to have everything you got to make it happen. And we just don't have a complete team. And if you haven't noticed, that last game, there was zero effort all over the field, bro. I mean, it was pathetic. That doesn't show me that this team is ready for this part of the season without Derek Carr. So let's just see how it goes. I hope we go. I hope it goes better. We'll see. But I'm not putting much water in that bucket, and I'm going to be honest about it. And our next caller out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, my very good brother, Raider Tom. Great fan. Good man. Great family. What's happening, my brother? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Tom out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's been a while since I've talked to you. I uh, watched the game yesterday. It was, a, it was a debacle. We got our butts kicked. It was sad. I see McGloin overthrowing passes. And you think, man, if Carr would have been in there, it would have been easy passes for him because he's a lot better. Uh, I think our season is about done, but I'm proud of our guys. I mean, this year we fought back, and we'd get behind, and Carr would bring us back. He'd bring us back, we'd get victories. And we didn't have that before. Before we would just hit the panic button, and now we're just – yeah, we're just horrible. <laughs> well, we still got the defense and offense. We got the running game, and we got the Crabtree, and we got uh, Cooper. It's all good, but we got nobody that can deliver him the ball. This kid, uh, Connor Cook, they got him in there now, and he's a good kid. Throws the ball real good. He's a pure passer. But they say that when a rookie gets into the pro game, then I used to seeing how fast that game is over the college level. And they say after a rookie gets in there for about a year, the following year the game slows down. I think that's what happened to Derek Carr. He came in, he had a great skills, but the game was going so fast for him. Now he sees the game and it slowed down for him because he's been in there a long time. And I think that's Connor Cook's going to need the same thing. But I'm proud of our guys. Heck of a season. 
We did dang good. I never thought we'd go 12 and 3 and 12 and 4. I mean, we're, we're in the playoffs, not since 2002. I just am really proud of the Raiders. I'm proud of the Raider Nation, proud of the fans. We don't, we don't jump ship. We're just loyal fans. And I, I love the Raiders. I love your program. But I think we're done for the year. I hate to say it. I'm still going to vote for the Raiders. I still expect them to win. But you know what? I, things are looking kind of bleak right now, to be honest with you. Like I said, uh, I'm 100% Raider till I die. Thank you, Greg, for the for the podcast and all your uh, all your wisdom, Greg. Thank you, and thank you for bringing in a, a cleaner show with no cursing and swearing, and it's it's a breath of fresh air. Greg, happy New Year to you. It's be safe in your family and the rest of the rest of the Raider Nation. Peace out. Bye bye. I love this call. This pretty much sums up the way I feel about the way the season's gone. Great season. We've done great things. We had some fabulous games, a lot of excitement. What a year. And when we lost Carr, well, this is where we are. And we'll watch this next game and see what happens. Hopefully the coaching staff can do better. The effort will be better on all all parts. And we'll see. But uh, I think we did pretty good this year. I'm looking forward to a season next year with some added players, some more talent, uh, and, and I think we can repeat this because I think that's the kind of team we are. I appreciate your call, bro. And our next caller is by any means Mario. I love that handle. What's happening, brother? Happy New Year, Raider Nation. This is by any means Mario. I'll give you guys a call just to uh, vent a little bit. I vented yesterday um, with my wife. That didn't go so well. So here I am calling you guys, um, my people, the Raider Nation. So, yes, after yesterday, it was just frustrating, disappointing. Our team just didn't show up. Um, and I can, I mean, you can't, I mean, you, you can ask so many questions of why. I mean, we had everything under control. We control our own destiny. We could have had a bye week. We could have prepared better. I mean, one thing for sure is that whatever the Raiders did this past week in preparation and getting ready for this game, it cannot happen again. They have to do the opposite of everything they did because obviously they did not prepare well at all. It was like seeing, you know, the Raiders for the last, you know, for the last 13, 14 years. It was just frustrating seeing this game, missed tackles, uh, turnovers, uh, you name it. I mean, it was just terrible. There was no leadership. There was, it was like they weren't playing for anything. And when they had everything in their own power to control and also, you know, get a home game, get the Raider Nation on their side. But um, this stuff happened. Um, we have to be thankful for this season, 12 and four, who would have thought is we are 12 and four and we are headed to the playoffs. Not the way that we, not the way that we wanted to, but it's, it's, it's a start. It's a beginning. And we are, if you, if you know, you're saying something, it's, you know, we are back. We're back and we're going to stay up there because we have the players Obviously, there's a lot of young players that haven't been there before. They're learning. I mean, this you saw it in this last Sunday's game. Um, you know, Carr doesn't play defense, but our defense didn't show up. I mean, Carr is, is obviously our leader. He's he's our guy. He's, he's our future. And, you know, we, we missed him. 
Uh, but that should not change the way that the game goes. We had injuries. Uh, Nate Allen going down, McLaurin going down. Uh, you know, you saw family going down as well. Donald Penn is like, oh, my goodness. Like, who's going to play next week? Uh, especially just kind of thinking of who's going to be the quarterback, McLaurin or Connor Cook. I really don't know or, or would have no preference right now. I can't really say what would be a better thing. I mean, my opinion would be maybe McLaurin because he's been in the system longer, but who knows if he's going to be healthy enough. Uh, anyways, that's me venting. Leader Nation, we got a playoff game this Saturday, and anything could happen. Um, but like I said, we're 12 and 4. We're back, and um, under these circumstances, we still have hope. So our hope never dies. I mean, it hasn't. It has never. We've never let our team down. We're gonna be there, no matter what. So Raider Nation, by any means, show up. Please show up to game. Please show up and, you know, give it all you got. Do it for Carr. Do it for the guy next to you. We got to win. Let's do it. And this is by any means Mario. I'm out. I really love this phone call, bro. Very well said. Um, yeah, the defense didn't show up. Special teams didn't show up. The offensive line didn't show up. Running game didn't show up. So, uh, you know, it takes the heart out of a team when you lose a quarterback. We never lost faith. You know, we were always hoping we'd do something, but, man, what a way to go down. It wasn't even close. It was a beating. You don't want to see those games at the end of the season. But we have things to look forward to next year. I guarantee you people aren't going to take us for granted. That is faux show, bro. Thank you for the call, man. And our next caller out of Southern Illinois. Raider Red, he's in the house. He's got something to tell us. What do you have for us, bro? Raider Nation, it's Raider Red here, Southern Illinois. It's taken me a couple of days to make this call, but I feel like I need to. Uh, it's been a great season. I'm not ready to say it's over. We still do have one playoff game. Anything can happen, but uh, regardless... We all know it doesn't look good, doesn't feel good. For sure, um, Derek Carr is down, of course. And how that affects the defense, I, I can't figure that one out. If anybody else on the podcast can kind of shed some light on that, let me know why the defense can't play when the quarterback's not there. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm very curious. But, uh, hey, guys, we had a good season, you know. Say, I'm not ready to throw on a towel yet. we still got one more, but uh, – Man, it's a it's a ninth inning and we're down by a lot of points, so it's it's not look doesn't look good, but great season, Raiders. Love the direction we're going. Love the podcast, man. Love the silver and black, always will. But it's depressing. That's all I got to say from here. Uh Raider Greg, it's balmy fifty two degrees here in Southern Illinois. Really uh weird for this time of year. But hey, we'll take it. Y'all have a good one, man, and I'll uh See you next time. Raider Red out. Thanks for the call, brother. You know, I'm feeling all these phone calls. I can hear it. We all can hear it. Matter of fact, we all have the same thoughts on this team this time of year. We want success. Uh, the defense didn't show up. Has nothing to do with the offense, bro. They didn't hold up their end of the deal. Uh, and they're expecting 
I don't know. Maybe they're expecting to let it go till next year. I don't know what happened. Certainly didn't come across very well. Del Rio was pissed. I don't even know if Ken Norton's going to be here next year. We shall see. But uh, there's changes in the wind. We're going to be better team all the way around next year. I can't wait. Uh, we'll see what happens in this next game. But you know how it is, bro. Rookie quarterback. We shall see. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller from Oaktown, California. Raider Mania. He's in the house. What's happening, brother? Brother, brother, brother. This is Raider Mania from Oakland, California, brother. Raider Greg and all the Raider Nation out there, we should be extremely proud of our Raiders. Who would have thought that we would be 12-4 and four after the postseason? We played all the way we played good all the way up till we hit the Colts. And then Derek Carr goes down. The whole world, all of the Raider Nation felt it, including myself, put me to tears when that happened. Everyone wanted to rally again uh, behind Matt McGloin. Brother, from what I saw in preseason and what I seen in 2013, he wasn't that good. I just wanted him to go out there and prove to us and the world that he was capable of doing the job. Lo and behold, Kansas City faces Denver and uh, just rode those ponies, those donkeys, out, out of town. But let me tell you something, brother. I guess those donkeys had something to prove to us, and uh, they gave it to us when we when – we... oh, man, I'm tongue-twisted right now. I'm sorry. But anyways, when we played Denver, it was all bad. They came in there for looking for a street fight. It started with Crabtree and that other player when he pulled the chain off. It's all bad. And then they go ahead and take out McGloin, a headshot. was wasn't good at all, brother. But anyway, I just want to say, Raider Nation, we should be extremely proud and go Raiders. Yeah, well, I, I like this call, too. You said it just like it should be said. McGloin, he had a shot. Time to move on from the McGloin experiment. Uh, he doesn't do it. He can't do it. He can't even hold one game, barely, in one quarter. He's got to go. So uh, we know we got to replace that player. And, uh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. We do have a great team, and we did go very far. So we have a lot to be happy about. I certainly am happy. No matter what happens on Saturday, I'll be happy, regardless. Thanks for the call, bro. All right, last but never least, my good brother, Raider Sid, a.k.a. the Desert Raider. What's happening, bro? What up, Raider Nation? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, this is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. All right, we're in the playoffs. Okay, let's do this. That last game was unacceptable. I know that everybody's down because Carr's not in, and so was I. I was bummed out. First thing my wife did was give me a hug as soon as I came home from the bar because she knew that Carr busted his leg, and that was it. But you know what? We got to forge ahead. That, that performance last week was bullshit. Sorry about the cussing. 
but uh, it was. Last I saw, Derek Carr doesn't play defense. You guys need to sack up right now. We need to go into Texas, and we need to pound these guys on offense and on defense. All right? We didn't go 12-4 just to be one and done in the playoffs. You want to get respect from the media? Go out and win a game. Let's do this, Raiders. All right, this is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. Let's go. Let's get that playoff win. I'm out. I love this call. I love this call, Raider Sid. Well said. The defense better stand up. Because they laid down for Denver. And they took it, if you know what I mean. Pathetic. Great call. Hopefully we'll win. I love the fact that your wife was understanding. And she totally got the fact that we lost Carr. I mean, that's that's the Raider Nation. It sums up a lot of what went down that day. All the depression. A lot of sadness. A lot of tears, really. So... Let's just hope we can move forward and beat the Texans. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's really not up to us. It's really up to the, the, the team to see if they can actually play because they certainly didn't play last week. Appreciate the call, brother. Well, Raider Nation, that will do it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. We'll have another show after the Texans game, of course. See what happens from there and move on. Um. A lot going on here on the postseason. We'll see what happens. We'll look to see who's in the Super Bowl and all that. But know this. Great year for the Raiders. Great year for the Raider Nation. Surprising everyone. And the possibilities of next year are just glowing, which is something we have not had in so very long. Look at the 49ers. They're falling apart. Jed Buffoon York talking about he owns the team and championship and all the garbage he's spewing. He's a piece of work. But they fired their coach, their general manager. They're in full, full-on meltdown. What a pleasure it is to be on a team that has stability, has a core bunch of good, solid young players, a good season this year. We can mold that into a better season next year with better players, maybe some better staff. Hey, man, I am jacked. I am so happy about our Raiders. It's not even funny. No matter what happens this Saturday, we have a lot to be thankful for. And on that note, I just pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, watch over the Raider Nation this week. Watch over all those who have broken hearts and who are sick and who are in the hospital. Watch those who are hopeless and helpless. Reach out and grab those who feel that there's no hope, Lord. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next week, we'll see what happens. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.